Coming up on the WAC Podcast, we just celebrated our three-year anniversary of the WAC Podcast, and we're going to celebrate with a big announcement about WAC football as they head into uh, more or less a new conference. Spring championships, they're upon us. We'll talk about what's going to be happening in the next week or so. We have a bunch of basketball hires to talk about. We're talking head coaches, softball and baseball. Both have plenty of big games going on. We're going to talk about that next on the WAC Podcast. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. Happy birthday to (laughs) us. I didn't even know it was the three-year. We could have had a whole celebration. Well, we, I could have brought balloons, a cake. See, see, the thing is, I actually looked this up, and I saw that the three-year anniversary of the uh, last dance debuting. Oh, and that's when. And so then I was like, oh, that's right. We used to, our podcast during the pandemic for a time was basically a recap of the of last, the last dance, dance. And trying to do tie-ins to the whack. And uh, one of the guests we had on, of course, was Scott Williams. Oh, yes. Who worked for us at the WAC basketball tournament uh, as he was a member of uh, some of those teams that won the championship with Jordan. Uh, but uh, we actually started in March uh, before that. But, oh. So but I, was thinking, I was like, hey, three years. Yeah. We would be in preschool if the podcast was a person. Are you in maybe, I don't school know. at three? Well, I mean, maybe like a Montessori situation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was doing at three, but I don't think I was in school. All right. So maybe it was a little early on that. You know what I did learn the other day, by the way, since we're totally off topic? Yes. So somehow the topic of Scooby-Doo came up. Ah. And, uh, uh, because, well, I'll back up. So um, Wendy's son, so Wendy, my betrothed my wife her son as a dog that i said looks like scooby-doo oh okay and so commissioner thornton says oh a great dane i'm like great dane what are you talking about I said scooby-doo's a great dane oh. and i was like scooby-doo's like a medium-sized dog do the google search guess what scooby-doo's a great dane wow in your face danner <laughs> <laughs> who knew i guess commissioner thornton knew, and then everybody else in the room knew as well so uh, egg on the face. Uh, wow, what a! <laughs> so what I said, I guess, I guess the dog is more like Scrappy Doo, Scra- you know, the smaller version. Scrappy Doo was uh, Scooby's, uh, I believe, younger nephew. Oh, in uh, I'm lost here. Okay. Did you watch Scooby Doo? <laughs> yeah, I watched okay. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo, where think are great, you? Did you think he was a great? Dude? I mean, it's a massive dog. It's like as big as Shaggy. Okay, so that's what I thought. I was just like, I didn't. It's a cartoon, so I didn't. It didn't strike me that he was that big, but, you know, now that I see it, he, he sure is. Yeah. He sure is. A little scaredy Great Dane, though. And those Great Danes, man, they're they're good-sized dogs. But he's a scaredy dog, a scaredy cat dog. Well, sometimes he'll solve the mystery, though. Him With his nose. Yes. They do. The unlikely duo that gets it done. And, and he can dress up in costume. That's true. He brings a lot of versatility to their detective squad, I will. So we digress. So we digress. Uh, whack football. We mentioned in the open uh, a big announcement made this past week. As we, we talked about it before, there is a, uh, a partnership between the WAC and the A-Sun in football that's been going on for a couple of years now. Now it's even 
further along with a name of a new conference. Yeah, now officially known as the United Athletic Conference. And this is our third year as the formal partnership. And it started so that we could get our teams an AQ. We didn't have enough football institutions in our conference to be able to get that AQ. We pair with A-Sun so it could happen. And now we have this whole new, essentially, conference that's separate from the WAC as the United Athletic Conference. Which is a single sport conference. So good to notate that, but it's it's the WAC football schools along with the A-Sun football schools. So we're talking Abilene Christian, Eastern Kentucky, Central Arkansas. Uh, we have Austin P. We have um, Southern Utah, Stephen F. Austin, Tarleton, Utah Tech, UTRGV when they add the sport of football as well. Don't forget University of North Alabama. And the University of North <laughs> Alabama, also a school with purple in the mass. Oh my goodness. As does Central Arkansas. That's insane. It should be the Purple Conference. <laughs> I the think, United I think, Purple Schools. I think it's a little too late uh, submission. It's already official. And uh, Oliver Luck is, is going to be the, uh, or is the, the head of the, the conference. So he is uh, the executive director is the official title. Of course, he's been uh, around college athletics a long time, a lot of different positions. Uh, Brian Thornton, our commissioner, Involved in that outgoing ASUN Commissioner Ted Gumbart, also involved with incoming Commissioner Jeff Bacon. So we will uh, have more information about that in the next uh, few months and media day is in in the works and all that stuff. So we are excited to to be a part of this and uh, basically provides a lot of stability for the sport of football in both the WAC and the ASUN. It does. It does. Gives us that opportunity to have more schools, to have that solidified conference. And, you know, who knows where that will will take it. So very excited for that. And now we just we try and make it through the year. We got our final spring championships. I don't know if make it through the year is the, the, well, the attitude we're looking well, for. Well, not, not make it. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. That's fair. Make it. We're trying to push through. We are trying to crush we are, our. We are excited. Excited to crush our spring championships. To bring you the championship, where, to tell the stories at the spring championships. Yes, absolutely. First one coming up this weekend. I'll be headed up to Blaine, Washington, Semiyamu Golf Course, where the WAC Women's Golf Championship gets underway on Sunday. So I'm heading out Friday. Saturday is the practice round. Sunday the tournament gets underway then Monday Tuesday rounds two and three will crown the champion on Tuesday then head on a plane down to Las Vegas Boulder City Nevada where we're going to have the men's golf championship so Wednesday travel day Thursday practice round Friday first round of the men's golf tournament Saturday Sunday we'll crown a champion then Monday, Tuesday of that week, we have some AD meetings that I'll be attending in, in Las Vegas as well. So I will not be here. And uh, the, the WAC podcast could be a solo. Where we'll, we'll try to figure out with all these travel. And you're going to be doing some championship stuff as well. Absolutely. We got tennis over at UT Arlington, a very beautiful facility just down the road. You had a chance to to tour it the other day. I did. I did. It's a very nice facility. It's had actually the Lone Star Conference is having their tennis tournament this week. Actually, I believe this weekend might be starting today, but definitely Friday, Saturday. And so, yeah, it's a great facility. They got pickleball courts there now. And so, you know, 
on the off time, I'll be filming the tennis and then maybe getting a little pickleball action as well. Lone Star Conference, uh, Division Two Conference, uh, headquartered here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex as well. Um, and you're going to be giving reports, uh, Instagram live. How, how can people see what's going on in our uh, in the WAC Tennis Championships? Yeah, if you want to know updates, uh, check out our Instagram stories. I'll be going around trying to give updates. Tennis is a tough sport. You got lot, six. Lot going on. Yeah, yeah, so many matches going on. They play to clinch, and so it's really important to be going around. So I'll try and showcase each match, who's up, get a point from each, and then we'll do uh, the interview with each coach that wins right after. That'll be posted to our our Twitter, our Instagram, um, so you can definitely check that out. But live updates, minute by minute, <laughs> IG story. And tennis is is different than if you watch professional tennis in you know Wimbledon per for, per se. Per se, team tennis is different. You have six singles players. You have three doubles teams. When they win, they they get X number of points, and then they, as you mentioned, they play to clinch. I think it's it's four points total i think it's a half point for the doubles and then uh, the, the singles so you could have the number ones playing each other they don't finish their match yeah so things like that happen so it's a little different um and you have a team playing a team so there's a, a minimum of six courts needed there and then you're, you're so you might have the you know men's semifinal on six courts here and then the women's semifinal might be on six other courts all at the same time. So you might have 12 matches going on at the same time. Yeah, it's a lot going on. But that facility has so many courts. They have, I want to say they had 30 or something. And then on addition, in addition, they got the pickleball court. So <laughs> it's a really nice, uh, really nice facility and should be should be a nice championship if it doesn't rain or anything. Yeah, and, you well, know. speaking of rain, so heading to Blaine, Washington, of course, uh, uh, known for the, uh, the the rain in the state of Washington, so forecast for some, but uh, could be just misting, and you know that uh, that's acceptable for golf. We saw it at the Masters a couple of weeks ago, where we did. There was some rain going on, but uh, team golf different again uh, than maybe you know if you're watching the Masters, where it's an, just an individual event, where it's done by the the top four. So you have five golfers that uh, participate in the tournament. They throw out the lowest score, so the top four scores get combined, and then you have three days' worth of scores. But there's also an element for an individual champion, so whoever has the best overall score at the end of the tournament is the individual champion. So there's kind of a tournament within a tournament, if you will, at the golf championships. So women's golf taking place this week. Uh, Looks like Sam Houston will be the top seed in that uh, and it does get seeded as well in, in golf because you have uh, the pairings and like they play threesomes or foursomes. So then you get paired up with like the top three teams will play together. Oh, yeah. Then the next three, you know, and so on and so forth. So a lot to be decided. We're very excited about that. I know there also is a lot of excitement. You're just in Nacogdoches, Texas. I was. I had the lovely opportunity to return back to Stephen F. Austin for their newest women's basketball head coach announcement, Leonard Bishop. He was the associate head coach. He's been in the program for about eight years, and he got his opportunity for his first head coaching gig. And uh, it was it's pretty cool. He was pretty emotional, you know, very excited to have the opportunity. He shared a story about how you know, he was at the barber and he was asked his barber was asking him, you know, hey, are you 
you think, you know, what's going to happen when it was when they were in the search for it. And obviously right. he was a candidate, but, you know, their AD, Ryan Ivey, made sure to, you know, they wanted to exhaust all their options. They wanted to, you know, get the best yeah, you, candidate. Yeah, you want to see what's available. And, right. And obviously Coach Bishop uh, checked the boxes that they were looking for as a as a head coach and a big part of the program. And you, you mentioned a stat, Kendra, that, uh, you know, one of the ten winningest programs in the country. Yeah, they're right now seventh in the NCAA. Um, and so – they, they had mentioned, I believe, over, Texas like is a certain amount of time. I think in just program history. Okay. So I think it's all. Um, Texas is sixth and it's separated by like one or just a few wins. And so <laughs> that was a big goal of trying to get to six under his yeah. uh, under his leadership. But that should be, you know, that's that's a great great program. Um, you know, Mark Kellogg was there for for a while, and he's over at West Virginia. Of course, he takes Jordan Harrison and Zion Nugent <laughs> with, yeah. with him there, which is which is awesome. Um, you know, they they obviously developed a bond and stuff. But you know what they have still in in SFA is is a quality roster. He looks to bring in some new talent. He's a native of Dallas, so he's got a lot of Texas recruiting ties, and they're ready to get to work. We also had a couple other announcements, and next week you're going to have Todd Phillips on the podcast. I think that's going to be a one on one. Again, uh, with all our travel, trying to see if we can do uh, what we're doing now, which yeah. is this, uh, what we call crosstalk. Crosstalk. Uh, about the league. But uh, Todd Phillips will be on the show next week. He's the new Utah Valley coach. Again, similar to SFA, he comes in. He was the top assistant. And then he, the light goes out in the room again. <laughs> he was the top assistant uh, for Utah Valley, takes over as the head coach. Uh, we also saw Southern Utah named a head coach we're trying as we say in the biz efforting an interview with coach Jeter for next week yeah he's he's coming in from western Illinois he was spent the last three years as the head coach there and so he'll have a a good uh rebuilding I guess year uh for the Thunderbirds as they had so many fifth year seniors they had those three fifth year seniors last year that had graduated and so he's got a a big job ahead of him to bring in some new talent try and keep the same some guys in the locker room uh but he he's got 25 years of coaching experience seven ncaa tournament appearances and so he he looks like the right man for the job and super excited to get a chance to to speak with him yeah a lot of experience there for coach uh rob jeter is the new head coach at southern utah of course, they were in the WAC championship game under Todd Simon. So a program that's uh, very much, uh, I, I, I guess the, the, you would say, on the rise. They had a lot of talent there. And hopefully, uh, you know, Coach Jeter can continue that on and uh, even more uh, heading upwards. Another new coach just announced yesterday at Seattle U. Skylar Young becomes the new head women's basketball coach. After 20 years of college coaching experience, he was recently at the University of Portland where he spent the last five seasons as the assistant coach, and he was big in, in turning that program around and turning them into three 20-plus winning seasons and two West Coast Conference tournament championships, two NCAA tournament berths, and one WNIT appearance. So he's got a nice resume, very excited over social media, a lot of people reaching out and support of uh, – his new coaching role so that'll be exciting hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to him as well 
Yeah, yeah. So with all these new coaches, obviously we want to talk Coaching to everybody. Coaching season, hiring. Um, but as we mentioned, there's also all these other championships going on. So just trying to fit in when we're able to talk to the coaches around, uh, you know, golf and tennis and stuff like that. But uh, very, it's an insane time here, guys. It is, and uh, he's also coming from Portland, which not too far away from Seattle. So you figure probably similar uh, recruiting bases couple hours away between Portland and Seattle, obviously very big cities, and be uh, be fun to watch uh, to see how the Red Hawks move into the future. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk baseball and softball on the WAC Podcast. Stay right here. We would like to thank our partners, Hercules Tires, Ticket Smarter, and Adidas. Now, back to the WAC Podcast. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner, Kendra Sheehan. We're talking WAC baseball now. Sam Houston, 14-4 and four in the league as we head into uh, the final month of the regular season. And Kendra, the uh, the Bearcats now have a three-game lead on Grand Canyon, now 11-7. and seven. And we talked about they were, you know, number 25 in the country at one point. They play a very tough non-conference schedule but they're now 20 and 17 overall, and they're three and seven in their last 10. However, they got a great pitching performance by our whack ticket smarter pitcher of the week, Daniel Avitia. Yeah, the sophomore right-hander was really solid this week. He helped lead the Lopes to a 14-2 win in eight innings against Abilene Christian, which we talked about on the podcast last week when we talked to uh, head coach Rick McCarty. Um, yes. And because that was that was a big one. GCU was coming to Abilene Christian, two top three uh, teams in our standings right now. He threw a complete game. He allowed two runs, four hits, walking one with seven strikeouts um, to secure the the road series. And Avitia was the freshman last year. He was the WAC freshman of the year, and he's just when he's on, man, he is on, and he's just a force to be reckoned with. He is, and he's been their number two starter this year. So that tells you how deep their pitching rotation is. They do take two out of three, GCU does, <coughs> excuse me, against Abilene Christian. The one loss was 16-14. to 14. Mentioned, though, GCU has been playing those tough non-con games, so they week before they lose to Arizona State 13-10. to 10. This past week they actually traveled to Texas Tech, so after they played Abilene Christian, they head over to Texas Tech and lost two games there as well, 6-1, to 11-6. So nothing to sneeze at there, obviously. Texas Tech, a great team, but that kind of contributes to maybe that record, you know, not looking as good as it might because they're playing such a tough opposition. They will be at home this week taking on Utah Tech. Our whack pitcher or our whack hitter of the week is Tarleton's Jack Wagner. Now he's the redshirt junior transfer in from Kansas, and he helped Tarleton secure their first conference series victory of the season when they went over to California Baptist back April 14th. He had two home runs, four RBIs, five for five, five for five, four runs scored. That's got to be a big a big moment for that team. They're a transitioning school. They're in their third year of that transition period from Division Two, Division One. They're currently last in our standings, but now they have their first series win. You know, it all takes one. Get things rolling. This is true, and we saw that happen uh, last year, especially. So, Abilene Christian uh, has now lost three games in a row, number three in the standings right now. UTA now tied with Abilene Christian for third place, only a half game behind them. Stephen F. Austin 
California Baptist and it's UTRGV Seattle U both tied there. So a lot of baseball left to be played. We did have a huge win, by the way, on Tuesday at Sacramento State, who would be on the outside looking in at the WAC tournament right now. However, they won a huge game on Tuesday over number nine ranked Stanford. Wow. Yeah, you know, Sacramento State's that team that was just lost a lot of their key players from last year. They're at, you know, some new blood coming in. They have, you know, some of obviously their younger existing players, and, and they've always been one that's in top contention. And so to see them so low in the standings is, you know, always a little bit off, you know, when you, when you think about Sacramento State and their history. But also, you know, they had such a quality team last year. They had so many seniors that all graduated and moved on. So they win uh, over Stanford 15 to 13. They were actually up in that game. Uh, they scored 13 runs in the first four innings. So oh, my goodness. They, they do have, when their bats get hot, they do have quite the offensive surge. The Hornets will be at Seattle U this week. Uh, that'll be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at uh, Bannerwood Park. Moving over to softball, there we shall go. we? Yes. Switching over our softball championship is about two weeks earlier than our baseball championship. So we think baseball is coming up fast. Softball is coming up even faster. Oh, my goodness. Grand Canyon's Hannah Burnett takes home our whack hitter of the week award. She is she hit went batted 700 on the weekend. Seven hundy. Seven hundo. Seven runs. Oh, my gosh. Batted seven hundo, seven runs, seven hits, one double, one triple, and closed the weekend with a 1.0 slugging percentage. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Grand Canyon took on Utah Tech this past week oh, as man. well. Utah Tech still atop the standings. Well, we saw one of the uh, better games of the year as uh, Kristen Dunkel dunked one over the fence in the 11th inning breaking an 11 to 11 tie 11s are wild 11s are wild so that was a huge win for GCU but uh, Utah Tech still the team to beat when you look at the standings it is I had a chance to talk to one of their pitchers Kate Delinsky uh, last week on Instagram live as they were heading they were actually stopping for lunch as they were heading into Grand Canyon um, and so this is her final year of eligibility, and she's just super excited. This team is, is I guess, you know, unlike any others that she's played, they're really, really connected this year. They got a chance to go to Hawaii uh, earlier in the season and play uh, for some non-conference, and so that was a big turning point for the team in terms of they were all just laying on the beach together watching the sunset. I mean, it couldn't be a more beautiful scenario <laughs> and uh, the team has just really rallied around each other and you know sitting at top in the conference right now 10 and 5 is as still a transitioning school so gcu did take two or three in that one utah tech won the finale six to five so these were all very you know 13 to 11 gcu won game two of the first doubleheader 10 to 2 and then utah tech winning six to five so could be one that uh, we might see more of in the WAC tournament that'll be coming up, as you mentioned, in just a few short weeks here. How about our Ticket Smarter Pitcher of the Week from Abilene Christian? That's Talia Nielsen from Bakersfield, California. Won both her starts for UT Arlington, totaling 14.1 innings. Two complete games. Two. 2.44 ERA, four strikeouts. 
yeah, the Mavericks right now, as you look at the standings, are still fighting for that spot in the WAC tournament. They're saying, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth. So they're right there. But the right under Sam Houston, well, New Mexico State, Sam Houston, UTA, Utah Valley, all at seven and eight records. And so that'll be a quite the battle for for that spot. There's eight teams that go, right? Eight teams that go to the WAC softball tournament. Yeah. They did lose actually two or three uh, to Abilene Christian and then uh, fell to McNeese State on Wednesday night. They will be at New Mexico State this upcoming weekend. That'll be a big one. UTA losing a two of three last week, but they did get the, the pitcher of the week, and they are on the bubble, as you mentioned, uh, they for the WAC tournament, as we have a lot to be sorted out here in the next few weeks. also wanted to point out Utah Valley, their women's track and field team cracking the top 25 for the first time in program history so the track and field championships will also be coming up that same week as softball and that will be in the knack as uh, i also made a trip out to Stephen f austin this past week and uh, got to check out their facilities for track and field and that'll be a lot of fun and i understand they have some good uh tea out there in the neck oh my goodness so glad that you brought that up yes Yes. When I was there, I got a chance to go to HTO. Oh, I get it. H- H2O. Yeah, HTO. Yes. And it was their grand opening last Friday, very recently. And so the deals are steals. I got this massive tea. So it's all different types of teas. You can mix and match. And you can try. There's all samples. You can try them. It's owned by... Uh, SFA football head coach Colby Carthel's wife, Sarah Carthel. Um, and so they just had their grand opening, checked it out. I mixed together lemonade, pink lemonade, and blueberry mint green tea, which when you're like, hmm, does that sound good? It was phenomenal. It was so good. I drank the entire thing, brought a jug of green or peach, I think it's peach tea, sweet peach tea, which is supposedly also very good. Back to the office. No one's tried it yet because <laughs> nobody cared. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe but, they don't know it's there. Yeah, I didn't Maybe announce you need it. To send a team well, here's message. the thing. I got to try it. And if it's super good, then, then you want to drink it. If it's terrible, then you don't want it to be on you. Right, right. So, so stand very by. Very fine line. Though it won't be terrible. Everything's so, great. So then. Sarah Carthel, you mentioned... Uh, Former volleyball player, Division II National Player of the Year, West Texas A&M. Debbie Hendricks, who has been our analyst for WAG volleyball tournaments in the past, was her head coach. So it's just a small world. Small world. How this all comes together. But uh, we'll look forward to that. And this ties into our next segment as you talked one-on-one with new head coach of the Lady Jacks, Leonard Bishop. We'll have that next on the WAC Podcast. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for more than 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome to the Sawmill in Nacogdoches. I'm Kendra Sheehan alongside Stephen F. Austin's newest head women's basketball coach, Leonard Bishop. You've been with this program. You've been an associate head coach. What does it mean for you to take over this program and be named the 10th head women's basketball coach in this program's history? 
Well, it's the seventh winningest program in women's basketball history, so it means a lot to me. Again, this is a dream job for me um, to represent this university, this community, and then the Lady Jack name. Uh, you couldn't want anything more. You said in the press conference you have a Hall of Fame coaching father. You've coached under Mark Kellogg, who's now at West Virginia. What were you able to learn under some of these legendary coaches and, of course, growing up in a coaching family? Well, they're Hall of Fame coaches, but they're Hall of Fame men first. And so, again, the, the consistency in which they approach each day, um, how they care and grow genuine relationships with their players and their staff um, is something that's resonated with me and something that I'll continue. Recruiting, obviously, a big part of college basketball. You're from Dallas. You have those Texas ties. You've been here. How important is it to continue to recruit in the state of Texas, but also expand and get some of those top talent from throughout the, the country? Well, recruiting is the lifeblood of any program. And again, we've had Hall of Famers here um, from coaches to players. So again, I got to make sure I'm recruiting good coaches and good players uh, to continue on this Lady Jack tradition. And we want to make sure that we're branching off and not only getting top Texas talent because the Texas kid, it means more to them, but also we're getting out nationally because we are in the WAC and our footprint has moved west a little bit. You've been in the WAC. You know exactly how tough this conference can be. What advantage does that give you as a head coach, being familiar with this conference and all the programs that we have in it? I don't think it gives me any advantage. It, it, it just tells me I better get, come to work early and get ready to prepare my team to, to come fight each and every game because, again, we have some great uh, teams in this league and some really, really good coaches. The transfer portal, also a big topic in this offseason. What opportunity have you had to speak with the team? I know you've obviously coached them the past several years, but to keep the talent in the locker room and also let the team know you as head coach and not just associate head coach. Well, yeah, that's the transition process of it is, again, you're going from the, the seat over to the, the head seat. And so now um, you want to make sure these kids understand that you're the head coach. Um, and we'll definitely do our due diligence to make sure we're bringing in good talent out of the portal um, year in and year out. What are the initial goals in the summer as you look to build this program and get it to whack Vegas and cut down the nets? Well, my biggest thing is environment and culture. I feel like any kid can thrive in the right environment and culture. So that's my job as the head coach to make sure I'm building the right environment and culture so that these young ladies can thrive and be their best. Last question here. What are your initial goals for year one as head coach? win 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 that's the only thing we know how to do here in Nacogdoches Texas that's what they expect and that's what I want to keep doing thank you so much coach Bishop this is Leonard Bishop SFA's newest head women's basketball coach we're so excited to keep you in the whack and wish you the best of luck thank you Axum Jacks so you had a chance to chat with Leonard Bishop you mentioned he's, he's got a lot of experience at SFA so it would seem to, to kind of continue kind of the trajectory they've been on but there is some pressure to uh, pass Texas. No pressure at all there, right? Yeah, right. I know. That was that was a big – they're right there and wins, <laughs> you know, Texas rivalries. And then there was also really funny as they wanted um, – the Alumni Association uh, was there and they had a representative and she was like, are we going to schedule a game against West Virginia? Let's bring West Virginia. Let's bring Mark Kellogg here and let's – Let's show them SFA <laughs> this year. So that's kind of funny. Maybe, you know, who knows if they'll schedule a non-conference yeah, You, you game. never know. I, I would imagine might be, you know, in Morgantown uh, as opposed to the NAC. But I would imagine Coach Kellogg probably wouldn't uh, mind going back to, to the place he's, he's been and knows so well. But sometimes, you know, it takes a year or two, you know, to get the separation. That's right. right. So... No, that, uh, that should be a lot of uh, fun to watch the Lady Jacks moving forward. And we want to thank you for listening. 
to the WAG Podcast. No, 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 no. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACSports.com.